Hello and welcome to another episode of the I'm Learning Mandarin podcast. So last Christmas, I set myself a New Year's resolution to improve my spoken Chinese to the point where I'd feel comfortable recording podcast interviews in Mandarin. And of all the methods that I've been using this year, the one that I feel has helped me the most towards that goal is called sentence mining. And sentence mining is basically where you collect large numbers of sentences which convey key grammatical structures. And each time you're watching a TV program or have a conversation with a native speaker, you listen out for sentences which you feel you might want to use yourself, and then you write them down to revise later. And the idea is that by collecting and learning hundreds of these sentences, you start to develop yugan, meaning a deeper sense of the language structure. So I recently wrote a guide to sentence mining for my blog, where I explain how I use it, and I'll include a link to that in the description. So in this podcast, I've invited a few of my Chinese learning friends. Who've also been using sentence mining to share their approaches and discuss how the technique has helped them. Okay, so welcome everybody to this edition of the podcast, which is about sentence mining. So I wanted to start by sort of everybody introducing themselves. So Carl, you've been here before. Do you want to go first? So I'm Carl. I've been learning Chinese for the last two and a half years, and my reason for learning Chinese is that. My wife is Chinese, and I want to be able to speak to her family. And also, we have a baby daughter who we want to raise to be bilingual. And Ryan, Ryan, also known as Lingo Geek, I've been learning Chinese for the last two two and a bit years. I formally taught French and Spanish and German in secondary schools, and left to pursue language learning and career as a as a tutor and substitute teacher. I've always had a, a brain for I've always had a brain for taking on other languages and、uh, Chinese. Fascinated me just because I'd never been and never knew much about that、uh, that side of the world. Every bit that I find out, I'm、uh, I want to learn more.、Uh, the journey's been fun so far. And finally, George. Yeah,、uh, I'm Jorge, a programmer from Colombia. I lived in China from 2016 September to January 2020 when the pandemic hit. I went there to study the language mostly, but then I noticed that it was not going to be enough to do one year of language learning. So I enrolled in a Chinese taught master's degree, and、uh, that was was very helpful because I was interested in the topic at the time. So yeah, I just focused on that vocabulary and used that as a way to improve my level. So I wanted to start the discussion by talking about the why of sentence mining. So why do we sentence mine? I wanted to start by sharing some of my experiences which led me to this method. So about a year ago, I started noticing that. My sentence structure was slightly off because I started working with a new tutor, and she was a little bit less polite than other tutors. I specifically instructed her to be strict with me, and she started、uh, pointing out a lot of sentence structure issues, which I hadn't noticed before. And by that point, I'd been learning Chinese from outside of China、um, in my spare time for about four years, and、um, so I decided I wanted to do something about it. And I tried a, a few different things, like I tried getting my Teacher to just correct my mistakes and try my best to remember them, and I found that it was really quite hard to internalize the correct ways of saying things. There were just there just seemed to be so many different errors of all different types that to trying to remember all of the corrections was really difficult. So that's when I started to do some research, and I came across this sentence mining idea, which I hadn't used before in all my time while learning Chinese. Basically, my main methods up until that point. When it came to learning new vocabulary, were just to revise individual words and use space repetition systems 
to memorize flashcards with individual vocabulary of individual words. And the result of that, as I say, was that like I neglected sentence structure and that like when I tried to put sentences together, they were kind of a lot of the time based on English grammar and not quite not quite right. I'd had a lot of input by that point, but I hadn't really internalized the language correctly, it seemed to me. And my teacher was correcting me too much for my liking. So that's why I kind of came on to sentence mining and started doing that. I wonder with the rest of you, like what, what was the backstory there? So for me, yeah, I had a similar experience to you. Um, when I first started learning Chinese, I got very obsessed with word flashcards and I learned the first most common thousand words. And I think that was a bit of a mistake, really, because I didn't use anything else for my study material like sentences. So I didn't learn the context around every word and how it should be used in a sentence, which had the result of I had a relatively OK vocabulary but I didn't know how to place those words properly. So I would just use English sentence structure when I tried to say things, which had the result of people just not understanding me. And um, it really took me a lot of work and I'm, I'm still having to work on it now to learn the proper Chinese grammar. I think that's kind of key because Chinese grammar is maybe slightly different in how people tend to tackle it than grammar from other other languages because if you study french or german or other european languages then usually what is recommended is that you to some degree at least study some grammar rules and try and learn it that way internalize the rules with chinese it's a lot more difficult to do that i guess because it doesn't it's more about getting used to hundreds of different kind of sentence patterns rather than memorizing rules in that way at least that's at least but be my experience and what most people i know have experienced that learning the rules that govern underpin chinese grammar is it's not quite as useful as, as it might be if you were learning English or learning a European language. I wonder if you have any insights on that or if you could tell us more, Ryan. Did you have um, any kind of past experience of sentence mining when learning other languages which you teach? No, there's the, the short answer to that because the, the languages I'd learned were mainly, the, the education was mainly school, academic based, so school and university for, uh, for French, but sentence mining was never part, a, part, a conscious part of the conversation. It was mainly you learn from what I remember, it was you learn grammar rules and then you apply them to different sentences in different contexts. But on the other hand, subconsciously, if I saw if I saw vocab in a sentence in one place, I realized that I could transfer it into other uses and other sentences. So I would immediately try those. So it wasn't exactly sentence mining, but you could you could kind of do a mental copy and paste of, of structures across from sen- from context to context. But sentence mining, I, I up to probably last year, I'd never heard of. I think I, I thanks to uh, thanks to you, Misha, that I that I heard it, and it made perfect sense to me as a concept because there wasn't yeah it wasn't only the structures, but also I I have a similar story to Carl. I started out learning you know like the top five hundred words or the top thousand words off YouTube because I had absolutely zero guidance what I was doing during first lockdown. So I ended up with all this vocab that I didn't have structured at all. I didn't know how to put it into a sentence. I didn't know how to use it in context. And so sentence mining has allowed me to be able to to get those regular structures and use them in a variety of ways which has been super useful and when and now that I've got into the process I can whenever I hear some new vocabulary I can ask put it in a sentence for me and I'll mine that sentence rather than just the structure itself how about you Jorge so you are among the four of us by far the most experienced Chinese learner so I, I wonder at what stage of your Chinese learning did you begin 
thinking about sentence mining? I think it was when I started uh, attending undergraduate courses in economics. So in preparation for the master's, which I was not ready at all for. When I applied, I was HSK4 or something. And I barely uh, passed the interview, you know. And uh, I, mean, I had to write an essay in English because my level was not good enough for writing it in Chinese. But the interview was in Chinese. So I had to like practice a few sentences that would be pretty much fixed in the sense of talking about economic concepts and whatnot. But then, I mean, when I was admitted, I did apply for an extension because, as I said, I was not prepared yet for, for a master's in Chinese. So what I did was to go and listen to microeconomics, macroeconomics, and finance, those three classes, and start mapping the basic concepts like price, cost, uh, supply, demand, and all those things. And once I mastered those awards, which were, were very relevant to me, they were probably not in HSK5 or anything as a list, but they were relevant to me in that context. And then once I acquired that vocabulary, I started uh, getting the sentences that they were used in. Because even if you know how to say price or supply and demand, what you really want to convey is a full sentence making a statement about the relationship between those concepts in the economy. So I would go to the books uh, that were most of them, if not all, were translated from English. So I would find an interesting sentence in English first. And once I identified it, I would go to the translation and then uh, I could record that sentence somewhere or maybe just underline it. But because I was already holding those words that I had learned before, and in my mind, I already had the concepts, uh, oh, yeah, this is price, this is cost, this is supply demand. Then I just had to focus on the sentence. And given that I understood the concepts and I knew those specific words, then the rest of the sentence would give me an idea of the grammar. Right? As you guys know, uh, there's no single book that will give you all the structure of the language in terms of grammar because it's completely different to European languages that you can say, oh yeah, here are the, the tenses and here are the, the ways of building uh, sentences in general. And as Ryan said, you get a template and then you replace, right? In Chinese, you have to master at least two things, the structures that are, are called shi, and then the function words that are called xuzi. And uh, those function words sometimes give you structures, but in general, they just appear uh, alone, standalone, right? Sometimes you use them in, in correlation, but most of the time they're alone. And the fact that they're function words is that you cannot translate them to have a meaning. They do something to your to your sentence. So I also got the chance of accumulating some of those uh, function words by filling the gaps between the words that I knew and the meaning that I already brought from understanding economics in English. And the rest was just absorbing, oh, okay, this is the way they use it. This is the way they build this idea. Um, but yeah, I never made a list. So that was very <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, I wish I had done that to share. One of the things that I found that you mentioned there, that there's no book that will give you all of the grammatical structures that will be able to explain everything to you. There are some like things that you can reference, grammar references, there's plenty of them that you can look up online, for example, for the uses of the le particle. And one thing that I found was that like, whenever I like looked up those explanations, I always found I'd immediately forget it. But then when I started like looking up example sentences, that's when it's a lot easier to internalize. So if you like trying to learn like how does the le particle work, because that's something that I think is very common 
that people actually don't internalize naturally. Like a lot of people think they have because often uh, Chinese people can more or less understand you if you're completely misusing the low particle um, or if you're just using it as though it were it worked like an English past tense, which a lot of people do. Uh, you can still be understood. But in most cases, like I find that it doesn't tend to be internalized naturally. But what I found was that by far the best way of trying to learn it is by, yes, looking up like how does this work in an abstract way of like looking up grammar rules, but more importantly, looking at the and paying attention to and maybe even memorizing the corresponding example sentences. Is that something any of the rest of you resonate with? Yeah, I, absolutely. The the use of the L particle particularly. I've got, a, I just build, managed to build up a list first on a Google Doc and then uh, and then on Anki of just even the little short phrases with using L. So, and just being able to, to use those in daily conversation with my tutor, in daily conversation with language exchange uh, partners. And then, like you say, it makes it make also makes you reflect on why the why the particles there, so you can kind of build up an understanding of why it's used. It made it made it stick in the memory. But also the the, the other thing I was going to add to that was that it not only helped me with the grammatical structures, but it helped me with the the more natural we can we learn you know we we learn the pronunciation in tone tone pairs um, in the context of tone pairs, and then the tone pairs within sentences sometimes varies. Um, so the, the the natural like you talked about I've heard you talk about this uh, Jorge the uh, the natural cadence of the language um, and so once I've got those onto Anki and once I've once I've got audio for each of those I can un- like helps me to to mirror and to to, to copycat the, uh, the the flow of the sentence um, as well as memorize the uh, the grammatical structure. One thing that um, a lot of people have with tones, which you just mentioned there, is a moment of realization where they realize they haven't internalized them correctly. I've spoken on this podcast a lot before about that moment of realization for me where somebody suddenly told me how bad my tones were. And that's quite a common experience that a lot of people have. I had another similar experience with sentence structure, which I just outlined earlier. Carl, was there any point specifically for you where you realized that you needed to do something about your sentence structure? Well, I did realize that as my vocabulary was coming becoming larger I was studying some grammar patterns and you can study a lot of them but I still feel like it's quite difficult to even say the most basic sentences like let's go to the cinema or do you do you two already know each other is something I wanted to ask someone the other day and I Mm. didn't know how to say it even though I know most of the words which would probably be used and I've studied some grammar patterns but I was completely at loss for how to say it. Um, and also, yeah, I've just had a lot of experiences where I've said something where I thought I was using all of the correct words, but people would just not understand me. And I'd have to just default to using English and ask them how to say it. I want to move on to talking about the specific, specifically how we sentence mine. We've just been talking a lot about why the experiences behind what led us to sentence mining in the first place. But I want us to share like specifically how we've gone about the task of sentence mining, which might be helpful for any listeners out there who are thinking of sentence mining, but are not sure initially how to go about it. So I wonder if uh, if uh, you could start, Jorge, by telling us about how you sentence mine or how you have sentence mined in the past. Yeah, so I think I've used two or three different versions, which I didn't call sentence mining at the time but definitely where, according to our description. The first one is what I mentioned, like 
yes, I want to see how these concepts are used. And then based on the Chinese translation of an English text, I would get a sense of how to use it because you cannot improvise, right? In, in an exam or a presentation. So that was the first version, seeing how to express the basic statements of whatever class I was attending. But what I did most after that was while reading books in English or listening to the audiobooks, something that I would find interesting. And at the same time, I would ask myself, would you be able to say that in Chinese? The answer was invariably no, <laughs> right? So you stop maybe a couple seconds and yes, as Carl said, maybe you know the words, but you have no clue of how you would build an entire sentence that would sound Chinese or anything close to that. So I would buy the Chinese edition. Like, luckily, there was almost always a translation. And in Jingdong, you can buy a book and get it the same day or the next day. And now I'm buying uh, the Kindle editions uh, to get access to those translations. It's very valuable. With the caveat, of course, that it's written Chinese, you probably shouldn't use all those sentence patterns in spoken Chinese, but at least it would give you a sense of how to build it. And the third method that I'm using now, which is a bit inverted, uh, I'm, I'm trying it for the first time with a book that was translated to Chinese or Charlie Sarmonak, but I have not read that book in, in English. So I'm doing the opposite process of listening and reading at the same time. And if I get this feeling that, hmm, this is interesting, this is a structure that I have not seen before, or it generated this difficulty of, hmm, how, why did it take longer to understand or something, then pause the audiobook and pay a bit more attention to the sentence and maybe, oh yeah, they're using this construction that I have not seen and then just select it in, on the Kindle. So those three variations, uh, how to combine concepts, even though you know all the words. Second, if you like something on an English book, find the Chinese edition and locate that sentence. And three, uh, start with a Chinese edition and see if you find it interesting, even though you know you don't know the English version yet. That's really interesting. I in my own case, like my own approach to sentence mining has like evolved quite a lot over time and maybe become slightly more sophisticated over time. When I first started, like you, like you just said, Jorge, so like I didn't have a concept that what I was doing was sentence mining, but looking back, it was sentence mining. So initially what was happening was, as I mentioned earlier, I was going to class and my teacher kept correcting me all the time. So I needed to devise a system to like capture these corrections, like so that I could rem remember them. So in the end, what I decided to do was whenever I attended class, I would usually talk to my teacher about stuff that I'd done the previous week. And like all of you have alluded to, the simplest things that you think after learning Chinese for a certain amount of time, you should be getting right. But I was like getting it wrong in terms of like saying I went to the shop yesterday, I went to the shop, like I'd get something wrong about that. <laughs> so I So I decided to start writing down writing up these stories with my teacher, uh, making sure that each sentence was completely correct. Then we write it up. And then she would then after class record her, herself reading it out at a natural pace. And then I collected written transcripts and recordings in audio file, and I would just listen to them on repeat. And that's kind of a form of sentence mining. At the same time, what I was doing at the same time was collecting lists of sentences and phrases that I was listening that I'd hear other people say either in conversation with them if I heard a Chinese friend say something where I thought I'd quite like to say that myself 
I'd immediately say, can you send me what you just said? And then they'd write it down for me and send it to me on WeChat. And I'd collect these sentences in a document and I'd also add sentences that I'd mined from um, from TV programs and things like that, just conversational everyday sentences where the structure is correct. I started trying to incorporate these into some of the stories I was writing with my tutor. So I'd try and incorporate as many mind sentences from other places into when we wrote up the stories together. And then um, after doing that for a while, I collected 30 or 40 of these stories, which I listen to on repeat still now. And then at the same time, I started using Anki, which I would definitely recommend, but I'm going to let maybe Carl talk a bit more about that because um, in terms of space repetition systems, Carl, you're a computer programmer. That's your kind of area. So I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about how you've gone about sentence mining in your own case. Yeah, so it's been similar to you. So I think there are two main separate parts to it. And the first part is mining the sentences. And the second part is reviewing your mind sentences. So with the first part, I've been taking sentences that I've heard, like you, um, writing them down and saving them somewhere. And I think with the mining of the sentences, it's quite important to only take sentences from native speakers because you're going to drill them into your brain later very hard. And the worst thing is drilling in something that's incorrect. And also the other thing is I think that it's very important to only mind sentences which are relevant and useful to you and about topics in your life that you want to talk about because there's a efficiency trade-off. So if you mind sentences about lots of obscure topics um, and random things, then you may be able to talk about those, but also may not be able to talk about day-to-day stuff as easily. So this, on the second point for reviewing sentences, I think that um, Anki is really useful. So you can take your list of mind sentences and put them into Anki and study them with spaced repetition. But the way that Anki shows you new sentences that you haven't seen before is basically just it might as well be random. So I've been working on an app which I think has a better method. So when you first start with the app, it will ask you what level you're currently at. So um, you can say your HSK level. So for me, I put HSK3 and it took all of the words in HSK3 up to HSK3 level, put them in a, in a known words table and it assumes you know those words. And then I have a bank of maybe hundreds of uh, mind sentences, which I've mined from um, conversations with native speakers or from reading or from watching TV. And a lot of the time, the problem with the mind sentences is that several words in the sentence I won't understand. So if it's got too many words in it that I don't understand, it's a bit too difficult for me to handle that sentence yet and study it. And I'd rather um, study easier sentences first. So what I've done with my app is it goes through every sentence, all of the hundreds of sentences that I've got looks at all of the words in the sentences and says, okay, for these 50 or so sentences, for example, they have zero unknown words. And then for the next group of like 50 or so sentences, these have one unknown word based on your known words table. And then so on and so on. There'll be sentences with two unknown words, sentences with three unknown words, so on. And then whenever 
and the app thinks, okay, you can handle the sentences that you're studying at the moment. I'm going to show you a new one now. Um, it picks, it sorts the sentences by how many unknown words they have. So it will show you sentences with zero unknown words first. Once you can handle all of those, it will sh start to show you sentences with one un unknown word. So you're always working up from um, as easy as possible and building up from there. So I found that really useful. Mm, that does sound like a really good idea. And also because Anki, which I use now, but it has a really bad reputation and I put off using it for years just because maybe I tried to use it once or twice. The user interface is terrible and it's difficult for a beginner to figure out how to use it. Um, but after, after using it for a while, I, it, it definitely has massive benefits and I would recommend at least until your app comes out, Carl, that people use Anki. When is your app yeah. likely to be available? Well, it's in private testing at the moment. So um, if anyone's interested in using it and helping me out, then um, send me an email at uh, activelearningapps at gmail.com and I'll put you in the private testing group. Perfect. Yeah, I'll put a link to that in the description. Ryan, you've also been using Anki as part of your daily routine like me. So can you tell us a bit more about how you use Anki? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm just... Uh... That sounds like a great app, Carl. Um, I'm definitely in the queue to use that. Um, Anki, Anki, I had a, a love-hate relationship with, well, more hate than love. Um, I first started using it um, probably a few months after I picked up Chinese for the first time, and um, I did not understand how to use it. Um, and I was kind of at a loss, and my head with technology usually is if I can't use it, I won't use it. So I put Anki down and uh, decided that would be useful later on. And so I started doing that. I'm more of a traditionalist. So I started doing my own version of sentence finding, which was keeping pages and pages and pages of sentences with no clue how to pronounce them, just things that I could copy and try and reproduce in my lessons at the time. And my tutor at the time always used to pick me up on my structure of my sentences or my lack of it rather. And she always used to she always used to have the same MO, which was she no, you need to have a pregnant sentence or you need to use what she was trying to say was she was trying to you should have a front loaded sentence. But she was all she would always come out with this pregnant sentence, pregnant sentence. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So all right. So my main information needs to go at the front, or my adverbials need to go at the front. And uh that's that was it the progress was pretty slow. And then I I got into uh, sentence mining, as I said, thanks to you, Misha, and also had a tutorial about how to finally how to use Anki, um, thanks to, uh, to, to Esther. Um, and uh, once I got onto Anki, it was like a door being opened because I could now keep put all my sentences onto the flashcard system and attach audio. Um, so the audio, as you say, Mish, would, would come from my tutor. Um, I did ask some of my language exchange partners to record audio for them. But what I found was some of them would record it at a slow pace so that I could understand it. But what that was doing was just reinforcing slow sentences. Um, it would have been more useful if they if they recorded at a natural pace. So I had to go back to them and say, either can you re-record this or I'll take it to my tutor and she can record it. But the, the biggest the biggest problem I've had, well, not problem, but the biggest stumbling block I had was that I had so many sentences, which is where Carol came, Carol's point about, you know, keep the sentences relevant 
to and and stuff that you're actually going to talk about is is great advice for me um and so from that point everything every all my input is an opportunity for for harvesting or for mining vocab um so you've got you know whether it's graded readers whether it's youtube series whether it's my exchange partners um my chinese lessons my com- the conversation not apps whether it's hello talk tandem whatever you use um and i think we we, we had another conversation because the the conversation apps are, are great for the, all those stock phrases that you first get when you're introducing yourself like where are you from what chinese city do you come from what like you know why do you want to learn chinese all of these sorts of things um the podcasts on link are great for those as well um but i stayed i'd stayed away sort of from the from the graded readers at first for, for mining because i wanted sort of stuff that was conversational um and it's 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 really helped the the flow of of my conversation so we had the um I think I mentioned it on in my tweet the other day. We had the emotion weekend last weekend where I was able to actually um, have solid conversations with Chinese speakers without stumbling in the first few words. And I was able to, without any sense of fear, just produce sentences and keep the keep the conversation flowing um, all the way down to the little interjections and just gap fillers in the conversation. Um, so sentence mining has 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 kick-started my uh my chinese like nothing before it's been brilliant for me yeah you made a couple of really good points there one of them was the um fact that audio is crucial in all of this i think because which is one of the reasons why i think my method that i used of listening to stories that i wrote up with my teacher on repeat was a particularly effective method because you're able to when i by listening to these on repeat this audio I was able to not only bombard myself with the same sentence structures for these sentences, which are all the things I want to say in my everyday life, bombard myself with the sentence structures over and over and over again, but also the pronunciation. So I think that particularly for uh, beginner learners or anybody who isn't quite satisfied yet with their tones and pronunciation, that it's crucial to mention that, that there needs to be as part of the sentence mind, there should be an audio component, whether that's, by writing stories with the with your tutor the way I did, or by adding the audio, uh, getting like a native speaker to read out the sentences and adding the audio into Anki, so you can listen to it on repeat again and again. I'm wondering whether is that is that quite a lot of admin though? Because I felt well, the advantage of getting writing stories up with my teacher was that it was I could just organize very easily a playlist of these stories and listen to them in the car on iTunes and that kind of thing it wasn't really very difficult to organize at all, but uploading individual audio files to Anki, that sounds like maybe a bit more time consuming. Was it or? It it was time consuming, but I I found the effort so far worth it. Um, Mm. Just, just to have that. But, you know, I, I always use kind of holiday time to catch up from all the audio that that I've got in a, I've got it in a recordings folder. um, And I just, Slack it onto, uh, snap it onto Anki, and on my Google Doc, I sort of highlight something green if it's on Anki and got audio, and uh, if if I haven't put it onto Anki yet, then it's red, so I can just keep it moving, keep it rotating as I uh, as I as the sentences go. Um, what am I trying to say? Get memorized. Mm. Jorge, I wanted to ask you a question because as the most advanced learner among us. Do you still use 
sentence mining now? Are you currently using sentence mining? Do you think it's a useful uh, technique for advanced learners to enrich their, continue to enrich their Chinese to use? Yeah, for sure. But before that, and just to clarify, uh, I may have been the most exposed learner, but I'm by no means by no means the most advanced, specifically because my speaking level is much lower than me than my listening level, and I think that's the the main mistake that I make. I don't know if it's because I was trying to just keep up with the pace of the courses or like the fact that I was learning on the job. And uh, one thing that I would like to ask you guys uh, actually is how are you balancing mining with practicing? Because in sentence mining, uh, I don't think we have defined it. We, we already shared our different perspectives, but maybe for the listeners, the act of mining is collecting, but there's mm -hmm. some processing that needs to happen later. We're using the analogy of precious metals or something, but there's some processing happening in the factory later so that that metal is usable. And that's the part that I missed, right? So when we say sentence mining, we're actually talking about the whole process and not just the first stage of collecting, which is what I focused on the most. So if, as you can notice, like the three of you have used Anki and I have not mentioned it because that was not part of my toolkit. And uh, maybe uh, the next stage would be precisely to go back and try to use some of those tools like Carl's app to put myself in the position of doing the rest of the uh, mining processing. But yeah, to go back to your question, it is always going to be useful because Chinese is an infinite language. And uh, there's no way that you're going to say one day, oh yeah, I've seen all the structures and all the ways of combining because for the sheer amount of words that you have to get familiar with, there's no other way to be sure about their usage without being exposed and being interest. As I said, uh, for me, the process of mining sentences is triggered by curiosity. So I'm listening to something in English or in Chinese and uh, something clicks. That probably happens to you guys too. Like, huh, that sounds useful. That sounds interesting. And then you go and like collect whatever you find interesting about that. That's never going to stop as long as you're interested in, in the language, right? So what I'm doing now is trying to pay more attention because even if I understand the sentences, I cannot assume that I can reproduce them. That is my main problem right now. So I'm trying to pay attention to those things. And for example, two uh, Cheng Yu that I that I learned recently, not really learned, I just noticed, as you can tell, <laughs> I cannot really reproduce them. But in uh, one of the news when this thing was happening with Taiwan that a politician in, in China was saying, if the U.S. goes on with this visit, then you will they will see the consequences or something like that. I guess that's the translation. I, I, I heard it in, in Chinese. And they used the, the Chengyu, which whose translation in Pleco is wait and see, wait expectantly. But if you find that, it's like, you you would never imagine that you would use it in that situation. So what I want to emphasize about sentence mining, as we're calling it, is usage in context. So of course you want to learn languages in context, but in Chinese specifically, uh, I don't know why the the sentence is already enough context for you to learn the usage, not just words, but of structures. And uh, once you absorb something like that, 
at least you will be sure that, that about the meaning of the thing, about the meaning of the structure. The other one was which is meddling in other people's business. And I don't remember the, the scenario, but basically uh, something happened. I was watching uh, some show with my girlfriend and uh, I just paused the show because I noticed the situation and it was not mentioned here. Okay. It was not mentioned in the show, but I asked her, look, how do you call whatever happened in this scenario? And then she said this word, and then I look at in 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 the dictionary because I had the feeling that there was a, a way to say it in a more compact way, but you cannot find it otherwise. So it's an example of sentence mining in which I didn't see the sentence, but I had this the feeling that, oh, maybe there's a way to say it in a different way. How do you express this, right? How do you express that someone is getting into someone else's uh, affairs? And in fact, there was a Chengyu about it. So just to mention another approach. I think you made a really good point earlier when you said that like the mining process that we've covered so far is talking about like the extracting and maybe revising. But that's a really good point that we haven't really gone into that much yet, which is that I think that all of this is on the assumption that you're constantly putting yourself in positions where you are able to use the sentences that you've mined. And that's one of the things that I've found the most useful out sentence mining is that and when I'm in situations which I put myself in daily on purpose to speak with Chinese friends and socialize that situations come up all the time where I'm able to use a sentence that I've recently revised and then say it and then that way it becomes reinforced and that's kind of the activation stage which is the final stage that I mentioned in the blog that I recently wrote which was a guide to sentence mining it's that turning what you've rev- what you've collected and revised into active language so that it becomes a habit for you to say it um, at natural pace. And I wanted to mention that uh, uh, two of us, so Carl, three of us, sorry, Carl, Ryan, and I, last weekend, we had a really good opportunity. We went on a weekend away. It's an immersive experience, a weekend away with some Chinese friends where it would, the rule was only Chinese allowed. And I don't know about you, but I had like, I just felt the whole weekend like, because I've been kind of every day doing sentence mining using this technique. That was a major benefit then that weekend because I was able to use these structures and sentences and I had the opportunity to do that all day long. How did you guys feel about that? Personally, I think the, the biggest benefit for me from that weekend was not my speaking, it was my listening. Because ever since that, it's been like an epiphany. All this, this week, I've had probably four or five voice calls because I'm on holidays at the moment, I can do that. Um, but all of them, I've, I've not maybe like in normal conversation, like before last weekend, I'd have to ask check comprehension so many times, or I'd just look blankly and say "ting um, And uh, now this week, I've not had to ask. Well, I've maybe had to ask once. I've I've been able to process what what's been said and been able to get meaning from it and be able to reply without having to check, which is great, which has been great for my listening confidence. And uh, the, yeah, the ability just to listen to untamed full flow Chinese was, uh, was a great advantage. And, and then being able to, being able just to commit to communicate and communicate to people who patiently sort of reply to you, or if, if, if there was something wrong in what you'd said, they put it back to you and you could, and, you know, I always, I had my notebook and my phone with me and I 
came back from that weekend with so many, so much new vocab and so many new sentences, some of which I've not even had a chance to produce, reproduce this week. But it was interesting what you said, Jorge, about the, you know, reproducing what we've what we've mined and the second that uh, with a lot of my language partners the, the the second half where they're listening to my Chinese I've used that sometimes and just brought up my Anki decks and just gone through some of the sentences that I've been practicing that week and they can give me feedback and then I've asked them to, to really hammer my pronunciation so that's kind of the biggest the biggest source of, for me is my is my exchange partners but also that weekend gave me, gave me was great practice for my pronunciation really really good yeah, so that weekend was the first opportunity I've got gotten to use a lot of my mind sentences um, because actually for the last month or so I've been uh, sentence mining quite intensively and um, I found in that weekend that the experience of using a mind sentence when speaking is so much different than trying to construct a sentence which is what I've always done in the past um, because when you say it, you know that it will come out with the exact correct grammar and structure. So the confidence boost that that gives you to speaking is immense. And I also realized that um, it was not only a lot of opportunities I had to use my mind sentences, but um, because I was being exposed so much during that weekend to Chinese, I was hearing people say a lot of the sentences that I'd mind as well. So that was kind of a natural reinforcement process for me. Absolutely perfect opportunity. And I just say, if anyone out there is interested in taking part in one of these immersive weekends, we are looking to organize more of them and find more people to organize them with. So uh, please get in touch via the contact page on imlearningmandarin.com if you might be interested in that. So I think we've kind of had a really comprehensive conversation there about sentence mining and hopefully given our listeners a lot to think about in terms of ideas about how to sentence mine, why sentence mining is important for them. So once again, everybody, thank you very much for coming today and having this really interesting discussion. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks. Great to join you. So that's it for this week's episode of the I'm Learning Mandarin podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast you can subscribe on apple spotify or imlearningmandarin.com to have new blogs and podcasts pinged straight to your email you can also join our facebook group where we post links to our weekly sunday language exchange group chat that's on facebook.com slash groups slash imlearningmandarin all one word so we'll be back in two weeks time and until then goodbye <laughs>